Dear Jesus, we thank you for a new day. We pray that as we continue our study this morning, you will give us understanding of your word and help us apply our hearts unto salvation. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we continue Daniel chapter 11, still looking at the team, those who dare. This is still training for impact. We encourage you to study with your Bibles open, with your writing materials, with your study guides, and with an open mind. Let's start with a link between Daniel chapter 8 and Daniel chapter 11. So Daniel chapter 8 was basically full of symbols and also Daniel chapter 7. But in Daniel chapter 11, there are no symbols. We see the ram that was named as Pesha. And in Daniel 11, it was just called Pesha. Then we see the goat that was named as Greece. In Daniel chapter 11, it was just Greece. Then we see the notable horn that was named as the leading king of, of Greece, which is Alexander. And in Daniel 11, it was named as a mighty king, which is also Alexander the Great. In Daniel 8, and it, talked, it spoke of the horn that was broken, speaking of Alexander's death. And Daniel 11, he said that his kingdom was broken just after Alexander's death. And the four horns in Daniel 8 grew towards the four winds of heaven, and we understood them to be four kingdoms. And indeed, in Daniel 11, it confirms the fact that you know, the kingdom was divided into towards the four wings. And then in Daniel 8, we see a little horn that became exceedingly great, and we understand that to be Rome. And in Daniel 11, there is a correlation that a small people became strong. Speaking of that little horn power that became exceedingly great in Daniel 8, it's also the small people that became great in Daniel 11. Now, when you look at Daniel chapter 11, verse 22, we see Gabriel's description of the tragedy of Rome's devastation of the Jewish nation. We ended with that yesterday and the crucifixion of Jesus, you know, speaking of the prince of the covenant. And indeed, Jesus was born under the Roman rule during Caesar's census. And he was crucified at the command of the Roman rulers, that is Herod and Pilate. And we see this harmony with Jesus' rule. That's the harmony of Daniel 11 verse 22 with Daniel chapter 9. And we see Herod the Great, who was the king of Judah under Rome, who tried to kill Jesus as a baby. He murdered all of the infant, all of the male infant of Bethlehem in an attempt to destroy Jesus. When you read Matthew chapter 2 from verse 7 to 16, he also destroyed many of his political opponents. In fact, um, Herod killed three of his own sons and one of his ten wives to death. Uh, it was really bloody under the reign of the Roman empires. And in AD 70, 40 years after Christ's crucifixion, the Jews were swept away, almost entirely annihilated by, the, by Rome in the terrible destruction of Jerusalem, as predicted in Daniel chapter 9, verse 26. And that was indeed one of the worst tragedies of all time. When we read Daniel 11, uh, verse 22, down to verse 36, we see the breaking of the Prince of the Covenant, which was a great landmark or as to which experienced its fulfillment uh, in Jesus Christ when he was crucified. And after his crucifixion and the destruction of the Jerusalem Temple, Imperial Rome will later give way gradually to the Papa Rome. Remember, the, the 
the great Roman Empire later on disintegrated into 10 smaller compartments and finally another uh, power that is the little horn power rose up and destroyed three other um, kingdoms and rose to exalt itself against the God of heaven and to do as he pleases and we note that in Daniel 11 from verse 36 to 44 and that his intrigues and military exploits will continue until it comes to an end with no one to help him in Daniel 11 verse 45 signifying that this paper Rome this little horn power would exercise so much authority and blasphemy until the second coming of Jesus Christ referring to the final events of the prophecy that culminates in the time of trouble that threatens not just the physical Israel now but this time God's spiritual Israel but the beauty of the whole thing that Michael will stand up to protect his people the event described in Daniel chapter 12 verse 1 to 2 you know aptly fits the event that characterizes the second coming of Jesus Christ in the gospel and in the book of revelation when we compare this with first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 and john chapter 5 verse 25 to 29 we see the correlation between these and daniel chapter 12 verse 1 speaking about the second coming of jesus christ the roman christian times you know brought up will bring about or has brought about a lot of devastation to god's people when we read through daniel chapter 11 from verse 23 to 45 we can write down some of the words so the idea that describe the condition of things and we can compare them to what has happened over the dark ages and even to this day you know some of the words are treachery are wars are persecution and we see this evidence through the persecution of the Wardenses in the northern Italy, of the Lollards in England, of the Hushites in Bohemia, of the Huguenots in France, of the Lutherans in Germany, and of the Protestants of Spain and Netherlands who were relentlessly persecuted by the Roman Catholic Church, by the Papal Rome, who were relentlessly, you know, killed through inquisitions and religious military crusades. Indeed, the people of the covenant went through great suffering for their faith uh, because they, they, they broke away from the false teachings of the Papa Rome. Sometimes an entire nation was almost entirely annihilated. The war against God's sanctuary, which we studied in Daniel chapter 8, is again mentioned in Daniel chapter 11, when we read verse 31, which says that they shall defile the sanctuary fortress. And when we compare Daniel 8 verse 11, it says that the place of his, as the prince's host of his sanctuary, was cut down, was cast down, or was brought low. Notice that Revelation chapter 11 to 19 depicts a consortium of religious and political powers with the roman entity of daniel still prominent prominent these powers you know will endeavor will try to bring all people into one system of worship one universal order thinking to achieve world governance at last but that is an impossible dream so we see that you know when we study through 
Daniel 11. You should also study Revelation from verse chapter 11 to 19. And we look at history, we see the Roman Catholic Empire, the, the Papa Rome, trying to, you know, relieve King Nebuchadnezzar's golden dream image to, to bring about a one world government and worship which stands in direct opposition to God. They want to, you know, bring the world, the religious, political powers together under the false guise of unity, but to stand against God. But they will not win. Praise the Lord. In Daniel 11, verse 40 to 45, you know, we we look at all of their efforts to bring about um, the eradication of violence, of hunger, of homelessness, of intolerance. But the prophecy does not indicates that now notice the prophecy does not indicate that human efforts will ever succeed in bringing a warm world you know golden age of peace yes you know we hear peace 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 everywhere when they try to meet in the united nations and the geo whatever um, but at the end of the day it is always war it is always disappointment that takes over them all human efforts to bring about a one world or golden age of peace will surely fail just as the bible predicted in daniel 2 verse 41 to 43 about the iron and the clay that cannot cleave to each other only the kingdom of god which is ushered in by michael by when michael stands up in daniel chapter 12 will bring about the long desired peace so we see it in Daniel 2 of the stone that destroyed the image without hands. In Daniel 8, he will be broken without hands. In Daniel 7, divine judgment to destroy the little horn kingdom. In Daniel 8, Michael shall stand up and the, will destroy the little horn power and no one will come to help him. Now all of this prophecy shows that God and God alone will bring an end to the long age of conflict. And I want you to think about it, my friends. Do you sense that we are now living in a time of great significance and that our personal decisions of Christ and His Word are urgent? Maybe you are looking at it and you are saying, but paper room is not in power as at this time. They are not persecuting anybody. Maybe that was in the dark ages. But when we study um, the book of Revelation, we see that the little horn power received a severe blow and it seemed like it almost died it almost lost its power and indeed that was so in 1798 where you know the pope was captured and taken away you know to france but then the bible also said that the little horn power the paper room its wound will be healed and its power will be restored to it and it will once again persecute God's people. Yes, I know we're not studying the book of Revelation right now, but the book of Revelation complements the book of Daniel and it tells us of a coming persecution, a coming time of trouble that is way worse than the dark ages. If you want to understand what is coming, go and read about the wildernesses. Go and read about John Hawes. Go and read about the White Cliffs. Go and read about the Huguenots and all of the persecution that happened in Spain, that happened in the Netherlands, in Bohemia, of what the Roman Catholic power did against God's people, of all of the evil he perpetrated, and think about what's coming. You know, it's scary when you think about what's coming and how they are going to force the entire world 
you know, through subtlety, through force, and through deception to accept a one-world government. And, you know, the, the Revelation speaks about it as the mark of the beast, the image of the beast, and talks about the number of the beast and causing everyone to receive of the mark of the beast. But you see, friends, those, the just, the Bible says, shall live by his faith. They that know their God, in spite of all of this persecution, at the appointed time, Daniel 12 verse 1 and 2 says that Michael will stand up for his people and this little horn power will be destroyed. I'm going to ask you now, what part of eternity do you want to find yourself in? Is it on the side of Michael, the Prince of Peace? The Lord of Lords who stands for his people, will he find you faithful when he stands? Or will he say, depart from me, for I know you not? Will you stand with those who treat God's scriptures to their own favor, who use that as an excuse for sin, who use it to persecute others? Would you choose to reject the truth of God's commandments and God's love, choose to break the Sabbath, choose to defy your body temple would you choose to you know steal to kill to lie would you choose to dishonor god with your tithes knowing that one day god will stand up to give everyone according to their reward and would you not invite jesus into your life today and begin an upward journey by the power of the holy spirit asking him to change you from the inside out to make you a better vessel for him so that even when the persecution, the fierce persecution will return, that God's grace will be sufficient for you not to compromise your faith, to, to dare to stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego even when you are faced with the fiery furnace. Lord Jesus, we pray for faith too. When the persecution come, we don't know who can stand it. If you don't even shorten the time, according to your word, even the righteous would be overtaken. But thank you because you have promised that the time will be shortened for your elect sake. Thank you for the promise that Michael will stand up at the end of the day. We pray that indeed, even in our personal lives today, may you rise up. When the persecution is fierce, you say you will not allow us to suffer beyond what we can bear. May you stand up in our lives, in our business, in our finance, in all that we do. And much more than this, when the persecution is revived, I pray that you help us to not compromise our faith, not to give up on you, but to hold on to you, Lord. That our characters will be transformed and made as pure, as white, as beautiful as you want it to be by the blood of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hopefully tomorrow we'll be looking at the final chapter of Daniel chapter of Daniel and concluding, thereby concluding this series. God bless you. Do not forget to share and be a blessing to others too.